0: Hey, Lightning. Have you heard?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: no, I have not.
1: The Truck
0: Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with the, the Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered. And everything is... We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel And the ones that run on gasoline The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, whoa, whoa It's The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman
2: This episode of the Truck Show Podcast, have you heard? It's proudly presented by Nissan. With the Frontier, Titan, and Titan XD, Nissan has a truck for every need, along with the legendary Nissan durability. Test drive your next truck at a local Nissan dealer today, or point your browser to nissanusa.com, where you can use the build and price tool to configure a Nissan truck that
0: fits your lifestyle. And when you're thinking about adding power or improving fuel economy, Banks has over 65 years of experience. Whether it's cold air intakes or exhaust systems, tuning, throttle control, charge air cooling, lubrication components, and much more, no one offers smarter, safer, 50-state emissions-compliant performance parts than Gale Banks. You'll find the best engineered parts for your truck at bankspower.com. This is the show where they talk breaking news, and this is the part where Coleman has lightning have you heard.
2: Hey, Lighting, have you heard?
1: Oh, hell no! That like
2: one to, cracks
0: me up every time. Now
2: I'd like to disagree with you. You were there uh, and invited me to this particular thing. But, oh, uh, I
0: know what this is. So Banks
2: was lucky enough to have a special visitor from a regional GM representative who had been taking the new Silverado EV around to various different uh, fleets and things like that to show them the work truck model. And they had called Mr. Gale Banks and said, "Would you like to drive the new Silverado EV and take a look at it up on your lift?" And uh, Mr. Gale Banks said, "Yes." And then uh, Lightning said, "We should have Mr. Holman come." And Mr. Banks said, "No." And then about an hour <laughs> before it happened, Mr.
0: Banks said, "Yes." yes.
2: And then uh, I was well, summoned to uh,
0: partake in this particular experience. So, so I figured, so at first, I got to explain audio. how this happened. So let me tell you how that actually came to be. At first, it was just going to be an engineering exercise. It was going to be Gail and Matt Gamble. And then he thought, no, this would actually be good for the Truck Show podcast because Mr. Holman does talk a lot about uh, EV. So why not bring him in? And So there was kind of an about face and boop, there you were. And there I was. And uh, where I was? There I was. was, uh, (laughs) What?
2: (laughs) Both. uh, Was standing next to the Silverado EV up on the hoist. And I will tell you, I actually make a mistake in the beginning of the interview. I have only seen the RST version in person, and that has the 24-inch wheels on it. This is a work truck. This was a work truck. And I assumed because it had alloy wheels on it that it was a higher trim than it is. So uh, I surmised that early on and then realized, oh, no, this was a work truck with alloy wheels because the early work truck photos all had steel wheels on it. So that kind of threw me for a loop. So, And then I will say, as far as work trucks go, uh,
0: odd trim. Too too much power and too much style. And not enough work truckness. Like not enough utility, I think. We'll get into it. Okay.
2: All right, so uh, I have uh, taken the trip to uh, Gale Banks Engineering, and I am standing here with uh, somebody fairly important with the company. Uh, Sir, what is your name?
0: It was Gale Banks Engineering years ago, but since I got there, it's Banks Power. I thought Gale Banks Engineering was the other side of the building, and Banks Power was the consumer-facing. No. So there's Gale Banks Engineering, and that's the S-Corp. Yeah. But no one refers to that anymore. Now it's Banks Power and Banks Technologies. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, I was there, so. Yeah.
2: (laughs) and I am standing here with uh, somebody fairly important with the company. Uh, Sir, what is your name? Gail Banks. (laughs) Oh, oh, your name's on the building. Yeah, that, yeah. (laughs) All right, so uh, the opportunity came up where um, GM brought you a new Chevy Silverado EV. Mm -hmm. And so this is uh, built on the Ultium platform. It's shared across GM's lineup, uh, shares it with the, the Hummer Electric. Is this the first time that you've seen one of the electric trucks?
3: Absolutely the first time. So we yeah, this are. This is an eight lug, so it's a serious electric truck. So this
2: truck has, I think, a 9,900 pound gross vehicle weight rating, and its curb weight's around 8,600 pounds. So the way that GM is treating this is, it's sort of splitting the difference between half ton and three quarter ton. So I know there's some regulations about weight and how many of those vehicles need to be electrified. So this kind of plays because it's above an 8,500 gross vehicle weight rating, but they're really marketing it toward the half ton customer, even though it's heavy. It has more. Of So the interesting thing about this is that GM, maybe like other manufacturers, found a little bit of a loophole and everybody's like, oh, these EVs, they're so heavy. I think that's by design because it gets them into the HD class, even though they're going after more of a consumer. Mm. You don't get the payload of an HD, but you do get the towing of an HD. And you also get the tax implications of uh, electrifying a heavy duty, even though it's not the heavy duty that you and I know. It's this other thing. So you're getting the best of both
0: worlds. It straddles the line. Double dipping is what you're saying. I'm
2: just saying they're creative. A half ton, I think, ride and, and feel. I think they made a mistake when they named it. I think they should have called it the Avalanche, because,
3: <laughs> because
2: it has the same form factor as an old Avalanche did, which is the kind of the uh, no bed separate from the cab with the pass-through yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yes.
3: It's a good-looking truck. Uh, we're looking underneath. We've got it on the hoist. It's got like a full belly pan on it.
2: Yeah, so the Ultium platform is basically kind of like a EV skateboard where the batteries are housed in the middle between frame rails. So this is uh, still uh, body on frame. And this, I believe, is a two-motor uh, setup, and so it does have all-wheel drive. But you're right, it's completely flat. There's some bolt heads sticking down and things.
0: I don't think the GM guy expected it, though, by the way, because he pulls in. The GM guy pulls in, and Gail walks in with him, and then we whoop, right right on the lift. He's like, what are you guys doing in my truck? <laughs> Well, that's part of what Inspecting, happens when yeah. you head to uh, Gail Banks Engineering Technology and Power. Yeah. What did you think about? So, Gail just remarked about all the bolts yeah. sticking down. Yeah. Like, it was a minefield under there. Gail's yeah. tall, right? And yeah. I had to lift all the way yeah. to its max. I think, like- I was watching six, his noggin, for sure. Yeah, six and a half feet off the ground or so, yeah. but Gail was, I don't know what, Inch- a centimeter yeah. Or, or yeah, from, like from, from so scraping close. his his head on all of these yeah. bolts. Why- it's not a smooth belly. It's a pad.
2: manufacturing thing. They're not. You know, it's not an off-road package, so they're not concerned about getting hung up on things.
0: So this had a hundred places to be hung up on. Eh, it wasn't that bad. No, no it was. Other a than the of, no, other than the bolts, there was a bunch of seven sixteenths bolts. Poking yeah, but through. other but other than that, the belly was flat. Uh, and so it looked like a cheese grater to me.
2: Okay, so it was flat with holes in it, and you do have to water like and be able to get no, out. No, I'm
0: saying not, not the holes, but like, you had all of these bolts sticking down, like if you hit something, you would- Yes, if you were spring.
2: driving over cheese, you would shred it. You I absolutely. don't know when you would do that, though. Yeah, okay. It was like that, but it basically has a skid plate the whole, on the whole underside of the, uh, yeah.
3: the belly. Which appears to be somewhat ventilated. The height of the batteries, I'm going to estimate five or six inches we know where the bottom of the batteries is sure we're looking at it right now the top when they open the door
2: you'll be able to see from where the body where interface it, is yes, with the platform
3: where, where, where the floor is inside so,
2: so this has up to 14,000 pounds of uh, towing capability which is really high
3: yeah i mean that's,
2: yeah for, mm-hmm. for trailers. but obviously that's going to impact battery life and and things like that so The interesting thing is the capability is there, but how long can you use the capability? I think there's a a balance in this place. So, you know, we've talked about on the show, I feel like EVs definitely have a place. Are they a third car? Are they last mile delivery? Are they buses? Things like that. I think those are places where it makes a lot of sense. A vehicle like this is really trying to mainstream it uh, for the everyday guy.
3: If I had one here, it would be an in-town vehicle. Yeah. I wouldn't be out on the road with it. I'd be charging overnight. Uh, here, we can talk about where you can charge on the road and whether or not they're using Teslas or ultimately would use Teslas. Charging. Yeah,
2: the supercharger network.
3: Yeah. I don't want to delve
2: too far down into kind of the tertiary or the adjacent conversation, but let's dive down into the truck specifically. Yes. I'd like to crawl under it here. You got it up on the hoist and start getting your impressions of the build quality, lower control arms, drivetrain components, mm-hmm. and see what your thoughts are about how, uh, how the truck is uh, assembled.
3: Well, let's start at the front and work to the back. We've got this one forged, have it
1: for forged for for
3: aluminum control arms. Yeah. That's sexy. The
2: lower and the uppers are are both uh, aluminum, which is cool. They're not just a stamped steel product. Look at how beefy these half shafts are. Look at the upright. Twin piston front calipers. Look at how beefy that half Half shaft is
3: you know there's a major twist going to the wheels. A lot of torque output from the motor.
2: Now on a Rivian, you're looking at a four-motor setup. On a Hummer EV, you're looking at a three-motor setup. This one is a two-motor setup, so one per axle, and that still allows you to have all-wheel drive.
3: And torque vectoring.
2: And torque vectoring. Yeah.
3: It's probably sensing wheel speed on all four wheels. When the wheel speed goes too high, they take torque away from that one and vector it to the ones with traction so I hear uh, open field driving
2: (laughs) well there's some evidence of that here on the skid plates where uh, definitely been off-road before
3: so skid plate under the front motor
2: this is the the battery skid here
3: not a lot of unsprung weight you know the aluminum really helps you
2: know, it's interesting yeah. being under this versus being under a f-150 lightning is totally different so the lightning is essentially built on a modified f-150 platform yes. whereas this is the old TM skateboard platform so mm-hmm. they're completely different vehicles on the underside everything from the batteries is pretty well covered up with the uh, skid plates It would be interesting, on the Ford, you can actually see the battery uh, capacity in kilowatts on the sticker underneath. Mm -hmm. I don't see, there's not a whole lot of information about what's going on behind all of this uh, protection here.
3: I wish I could see it. We're considering multi M batteries for some upcoming hybrid projects we're doing for the Army.
2: So what's it like to be Mr. Gale Banks, known for turbocharging, obviously both delved in the gas and diesel side, but mm-hmm. now um, starting to really uh, dabble and evolve with your hybrid and, and electrification side of the business, cause that's starting to take off. And w- I mean, this is just really the next step in the evolution of your career. Obviously you're a Marine before, you've done land speed racing, you've done all different fuel types. Is Turbo, this-
3: turbocharging for 55 years. Is this just
2: another fuel type for you?
3: (laughs) Yes, I'm fuel agnostic. (laughs) I don't give a damn what it is. You know, when you combine the motor generator unit with a diesel or gasoline turbocharged engine, you can amp up the turbochargers. And if you got the motor generator, there's no turbo lag because you run them up together in terms of getting the engine off idle. Yeah, they're really good for kind of filling in the gas. I want to do hybrid hot rods i think that would be awesome you know offer hybrid hot rod engines powertrains so to speak. I, I
2: think that would be amazing the the beauty on that is as the internal combustion engine comes up on the torque peak on rpm you can fill in that whole bottom Absolutely. gap with
3: with electric i can make the turbos more laggy yeah but better top
2: end yeah so you can fill in where that you would feel that lag with the uh electrification portion of it
3: we already are doing it uh in a humvee we've done for the army being tested at the Aberdeen Test Center right now in Maryland, and we're torque-filling. I think yeah. that's a great technology. Ram
2: has done it a little bit uh, with the e-torque. You'll see some of the uh, hybrids out there do it, but to, to see it... It's minuscule. I, yeah, I want to see... Yeah. The, I think what you're seeing in the uh, the marketplace that I want to see more of is performance EVs or performance hybrids, where that hybrid motor is not about range or efficiency. Mm-hmm. It's about more a, a better driving experience because you don't have any of those gaps in power delivery.
3: You've got the 48-volt hybrid setups, which are belt-driven. Yeah. On the front of the engine, the mild ones GM has starts. It's the alternator. That's a hybrid. (laughs) Then, then you have what Toyota uh, and Ford are selling, uh, which is a bit more, 600 to 800 volt system, if they're current. Sure. 800 volt being current for us, and um, a bit more motor generator unit. So there's some torque fill there that you can actually feel. I don't know what it does for fuel economy. I've looked at the non hybrid Toyota n- uh, mileage numbers and with hybrid. Yeah. It's meh, a little bit more. Yeah.
2: You know, it's, far, it's hard to describe hybrid to people sometimes. I saw a Lexus commercial recently that said it perfect. It says both fuels electric for short trips, gas uh-huh. for long trips. And that makes a lot of sense because I think it educates the consumer who doesn't really understand why
3: you would have those two technologies. That is the beauty uh, on, the, on the Humvee. The range is pretty profound. It's a serious hybrid. The Humvees are serious hybrids. You want to walk
2: to the back and yep, we can take a look see and see.
3: Now here, the A-frames are steel.
2: Yeah, so lower control arms, these are steel, unlike the, the aluminum ones up front. It's an oil sprung, yeah. rear independent on this particular uh, version.
3: The upper appears to be a forged piece. Oh yeah. The upper control arm. Yep. Yeah. Pretty beefy. And the upright, can you see it, looks aluminum as well. Oh, it does. Yeah. It does. But still lower, probably to take strikes from stuff you're driving over, you know, I am amazed that the, uh,
2: the motors are really only protected by a splash guard and they actually hang down lower than the, the, skid the, the skid plates on the yeah, battery. So, the
3: skid plate is bottom of frame.
2: So if you're so an aftermarket company wondering what kinds of products you could make for this, I would oh, be like, right <laughs> yeah, motor skid plate. Yeah, serious <laughs> skid plate <laughs> for the
3: motor.
2: Although I don't know if this one has the off-road package or not.
3: It's a work truck, that's for sure. No question about it.
2: Well, yeah, I think the eight lugs uh, said it, a lot about a that. Right yeah, right the base work truck has 510 horsepower. This is definitely above... This is above, Yeah, this is 754 yeah. Yeah. On, uh, on this particular one. I don't know what trim this is, but I know this isn't the uh, WT trim. If you look, they actually have a uh, temporary full-size spare in the back.
3: And I understand there's a 24-inch wheel option.
2: Yes, which is which is a lot of wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me, Lightning was very excited about that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the battery management is. Or, or the battery cooling or heating capabilities. It's all covered up, although you can see some of the um, high
2: voltage orange uh, cabling uh, from the motor to the battery. Yes. And you can see a little bit of, I think, the coolant routing above here going to the motor. Yeah. The rear half shafts, amazingly enough, the rear half shafts uh, look smaller, look smaller yeah, than the front, than right? The front, yeah. I'm wondering if that's because of the extra load from turning that they need to accommodate for oh, in the front.
3: Probably, yeah.
2: All right, I, I don't know that there's more to see underneath. It's it's beefy. It looks like uh, the rear subframe is is pretty massive and it, you can see the tow hitch on the back. So yep. it's there's definitely structure under here. I'd love to put it down. Are they gonna let us drive it? Yep. All right, before we put it down all the way, uh, I've got Matt Gamble here who is going to uh, fill my head with all sorts of technical <laughs> bits that uh, I was unaware of or unable to um, put into words earlier. So. Mr. Gamble, uh, you're standing here
1: looking at this uh, newest technology from General Motors. What are your thoughts? Pretty interesting platform for a truck. Uh, this this particular truck we're looking at is configured as a as a Chevy Silverado work truck in in base trim with you know ba- base interior on it, no real frills. So this was the base. I was surprised because the wheels are the upgraded wheels because they I... it is a. You know, it is an early production or pre, okay. pre-production vehicle, so maybe some of that stuff won't carry over. So but, this is the only. This is only the 500-plus horsepower version, only, not the 700. Yeah, yeah only. Okay. Only. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is interesting because I, we, we don't really have any specs while we're standing here right now on, on, the capacity of the battery. We know the vehicle weight, which is a little bit over 8,600 pounds. We know range, 450 miles. <laughs> At, at that weight, presumably. Uh, we know zero to 60 time, which is four and a half seconds. It's interesting to, to think about how much, how many kilowatt hours this Ultium battery pack has. And then what is its maximum discharge rate or its C rating um, to, to put that kind of power out? And, and what does that translate to as you use the truck in a, in a, in a work environment as this one is configured for it? So it looks like the base uh, version, so if this is the 510 horse version, is 400 miles of range on a full charge is what they're saying. But we don't know what the capacity of the battery is, right? So um, I, th- I think Gail was talking about efficiencies and, and, and how does that translate and range, and range, range. And range right? So. It's
3: terrain-based and load-based yep. and velocity-based. So if you don't... You state a range. Is that 35 miles an hour on flat land? What is it? Oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then also, arrow comes into
2: effect around 55, 60 miles an hour. Absolutely. So that's in, in, in diminishing returns. The faster you go, that's that's not a one to one. That's an exponential increase exactly. as okay. speed okay. increases. And, so and all the square
3: of the velocity.
1: And all the guys we've talked to today um, have said how much how much fun this truck is to drive because it it does. Because it's the base model light one. <laughs> oh, and, it, and it really moves when you put your foot into it. But every time you do that, what, what does that do into your range, right? Exactly. You're, you're really chewing away at it. It's a big deal. What
2: I'm told, and I don't know because this was from early uh, production, going through my notes, it's a 200-kilowatt battery pack on the work truck. Okay. okay. So we've we got a, a 200 kWh. Whether that changed or not, it's possible it could have... You know, most of the manufacturers will state that, and the battery capacity is actually more than that. And the reason for that, for people listening, is because you don't live from 0 to 100% in an EV in charge like you do in an internal combustion vehicle where you're filling the gas tank from 0 to 100 You live between 20 and 80%, and they don't want somebody who's going to plug in every night and top off, which isn't the best for the batteries every single night, well, to be maxing out the, the battery pack. The
3: system will not let you top off the battery. Right. Which
2: is, which is why they give you a lower rating than what is actually yeah, in the vehicle. lying to you about yes. the number. Yes. It is, you, know, there's, there's uh, the
3: numbers, you go to 100, there's still overhead on the battery. Absolutely. You go to zero, there's still yep. basement on the battery, so to speak. So I had, I had a GM EV1 for a while. It was their first effort. The
2: story behind that, and there's still a few that escaped being brought back, but that's a whole other topic. It was Look at the EV1 history google that if you're listening to this the story is amazing
3: i had mine fully charged had a charge indicator at the base of the windshield i'm going to the gym in pasadena i go up the on-ramp i go i go a mile and a half to the freeway downgrade go up the on-ramp leg it. 70 miles an hour in the fast lane look down at that charge indicator an eighth of the charge was one <laughs> eighth of it was gone and that wasn't like a quarter mile or something.
2: All right. Well, let's see what this thing will do on the on-ramp. Hopefully, it's not an eighth of the charge. <laughs> yeah.
0: So then I proceed to lower the lift and back the EV off the lift. And that is actually the first time I've ever driven an EV. Isn't that weird? Ever? Ever. Except for that golf cart you have in your garage. I don't consider that. I mean, yeah, it's an EV, but I don't consider that a like a, an actual car. So I take it off the lift, and then I put it in the street. And you and the guy from GM... And Matt and Gail all hopped in and went for a little ride.
2: All right, so here we are in the uh, brand-new Silverado EV. Again, it should have been called the EV-lanch because that's what it is. I am. Or the big, a, or the yeah. avalanche, Either way, it would have been fine. All right, uh, Gail is behind the wheel, and he's uh, buckling up for safety. Uh, and we've got our uh, GM corporate overlords are in the car with us to make sure we don't do anything super stupid.
4: Oh no, it won't light them up. It won't light <laughs> them yeah, up. We're gonna find it a has, way. It has, uh, it has a really good all-wheel drive system in it. So
2: Chris true. Bruni is outside so. uh, egging Gail on. We're. At the end of the cul-de-sac, ready to uh, launch. You know,
0: that matters because Chris Bruni is our corporate counsel. Yes.
2: <laughs> he was telling uh, Gail to do a
4: burnout.
0: <laughs> what lawyer does that? He's like, D- light it up, old man. A
4: good one? <laughs> yeah, so the right-hand side is uh, basically your kilowatt meter. Okay. So when it goes up and orange and eventually red, that means you're using electricity. Yep. When it goes down, it'll turn green. That means you're regenerating breaking. the battery breaking. and breaking, yeah. yeah. Right now, I do have you set up in the standard two-pedal drive mode, so it'll drive like a normal vehicle. Yep. I can set you up into the one-pedal on our way back, so Where you can you try it both. Drop throttle
3: and it breaks. Correct.
4: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Okay.
3: This is battery condition.
4: That's battery life.
3: Yep. And what are we reading here? Uh,
4: so that's basically like a fuel tank almost. So exactly. you're, about, you're about a quarter tank, roughly. You have yeah, 122 I'd, miles range. It's
3: it's not giving me a percentage, so we're estimating. it's it? Quarter, half, three quarters. Yeah, that's, you can uh, toggle over, and I think that's
1: it'll twenty-six point
2: nine percent, Gail. There
3: you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, that was twenty-six point nine five
4: two. <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't know if it reads out. Oh, of it's got an energy percent. efficiency. Two miles per kilowatt hour.
4: Yeah, whichever screen you prefer. Um, so uh, I, I personally like this one, but it's up to you. Yeah,
3: because this will give you speed and power consumption versus Correct. speed. Yep. Okay. So I just release the brake. Try not to snap everybody's heads off. Everyone's buckled, yes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And feel free to accelerate
4: hard. That's what it's here for. Yeah. All
2: right, we're accelerating out onto uh, the main road here.
3: It's so 50, 55. It's so smooth, the sensation of going through the gears. It's not there. Uh, nor is the engine noise, of course. It's deceptive. It just pulls. And we're getting braking here. I'm using the pedal and I'm getting regen braking. We're on the dual pedal setup. All right. Now, last time I took
2: this driver out with Gail, I was giving him a ride in my 392, and uh, this
3: is completely different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't think. (laughs) We don't say give it
4: gas anymore. Give us some voltage, right? Yes.
3: (laughs) Well, we can still say, no, not throttle. Not foot feed. What are, what are?
4: <laughs> I think we gotta say, give it some voltage. Yeah. I think you can still
3: say,
2: give it the beans.
4: Give us well, some KWs, <laughs> how about that? There we go, some KWs, I yeah. like it. And when you're ready, I can swap it to the the one pedal drive mode for yes. you. Yes. So You wanna do that now or a Well, that's later? like
3: Autopia at Disneyland yeah. <laughs> when I was yeah. <laughs> a kid, you know?
4: <laughs> Did you say yes to doing I, no? I never
3: let off, the, the th- no, don't do it okay. yet. I never let, let off the throttle. <laughs> Once I all just, you need, right? <laughs> well, I get you know one of my kids in front of me, and then I run into him <laughs> repeatedly. Just an oh so slight electric motor sound.
2: That's not the supercharger.
3: If it is, it's a it's really a <laughs> punk ass supercharger. <laughs> Sixty.
2: So that is uh, 510 horsepower and a, uh, so far, unknown amount of torque.
0: How did that feel? Uh, Just listening to this, enjoying Um, it. Like, did did it feel, have have you been in a Tesla Plaid? I have not been in a Plaid, but it would be nowhere close to that. Okay. Did it feel like a three? I guess those are pretty quick as well. I mean, it just felt devoid of soul. Did it? it? Felt like a really nice refrigerator. So this is not as nice
2: as the Rivian. No, no, and it's not. You can feel the heaviness, like absolutely, you can feel the heaviness. Hmm. It just like I'm not. I'm not going to say I was underwhelmed. I know this is quote unquote the only the uh, 510 horsepower version. I think this one had 615 pound feet of torque compared to the RST, which elevates those numbers quite a bit. But it's girth. It's fast. It's it's zero to sixty in four and a half seconds. If you took the sound away from my 392 when it was stock. It would be really similar to that, but it lacks the visceralness. Uh, you get the adrenaline dump, you get pushed back in your seat, and you get nothing else. So there's no audio like the Hummer has? The Hummer or has so a other... soundtrack
0: that right. allows you to kind of uh, feel what's going on. Mm-hmm. This is just like nothing. I can't recall. Did the Rivian have a soundtrack or no? No. So just silence? Just silence. How does the Rivian have more... Um, how does it make you feel? The, the Rivian
2: is different because it's a smaller vehicle. It feels tighter in the cabin. Uh, it, you wear it more, whereas this feels more like you're in a full-size Chevy or a Tahoe. Uh, it's really big. Uh, there's a lot of so you're saying it the Rivian, heavy.
0: The ribbing is skinny jeans and the Silverado's overalls.
2: Uh, it's
3: cargo shorts. Oh, cargo. <laughs> okay. I thought the this dual motor was.
2: That's on the RST version. This is the uh, WT. Ah, yeah. the R. So the RST is uh, goes from 510 to 754 horsepower. And from the work truck we were in at six fifteen pound feet of torque, it goes to seven eighty five. Yeah, that's a pretty big that's difference. A big jump. Yeah.
3: RST ST is seven fifty-four or something like that. That's what it will be when it's in production. Yeah. Yes. Will that be a three motor?
2: That'll be a two, because I think the threes are being reserved for the Hummer well, do, EV. Yeah.
3: Let's do the single pedal.
4: Okay, so single pedal, all we do is hit this button here, Mm -hmm. and it's in high sensitivity mode. Okay. And now you're ready to drive in single pedal mode.
3: you can set the level uh, of sensitivity. Yeah,
4: so there was the setting there that we could change the sensitivity. Okay. Okay.
3: That's serious braking. Can you regulate that as well, the braking braking? So
4: there's only two settings, one is just on and the other is high sensitivity, which is what
3: we're currently in. So up to about 30 miles an hour drop throttle, whoa, it decels like a champ. We're charging the hell out of the battery pack there, (laughs) I would think.
2: I saw a uh, story the other day talking about some uh, R&D research going into whether you could uh, eventually replace traditional hydraulic braking with motor regen braking. It'll
3: come to virtually no velocity. Boom. It'll stop completely Yeah. you let it. I want your heads to come off. Wow. Man, that's stopping a lot of weight real quick, is That's serious. I wonder what 60 to 0 is in this thing. Nothing broke loose.
2: Just Matt and I in the back.
4: When you get a moment, do try to make a U-turn in this. The turning radius is quite impressive for a vehicle of this size. All right, I'll do it on that uh,
3: back street. U-turn here. See what I can do. Amazing. You're shitting me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just made a complete U-turn within a uh, city street here.
3: Why don't you take it on the back street because I can gamble. Yep, all right.
2: All right, well, uh, after that, I uh, pulled over and let Matt Gamble drive, and we uh, had a chance to experience it with him at the helm. And then Gail and I got out and had this brief discussion of, uh, I guess, a a download, a debrief? A debrief, Uh, I like that, of of what we both thought. All right, so now that the adrenaline has uh, left both of our bodies from uh, that that hardcore uh, hot EV action, so what do you think driving one of those for the first time?
0: Smooth. I'm going to go see Hot EV Action. Uh, they're playing the uh, the Guardian Playhouse Thank in you. Irvine. I see what you did there. Yeah.
3: Powerful. I don't know about the range. Yeah. You know, they talk about 400 miles. I'm skeptical. Maybe as an air hauler. Yeah. Empty bed. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this uh, off mic, and basically, the 060 thing is something, they're giving you that. Yeah. But if it's a work truck you don't need it you don't need it you, you don't want Yeah, it. tune it down for your guys y- you right? What? Yeah. yes yeah, yeah.
2: i I, th- I think that it's great to see the technology it'll be interesting to see what the adoption is i think the uh, the silverado is a little different than say an f-150 lightning because they don't have the same bed accessories right it doesn't use the same cabin this bed as the totally normal truck. Unique. brand new so you yeah. have to create a new accessory market for it so that that kind of stuff aside uh, i i think it's interesting to see the technology and what they're doing because if nothing else I'm sure for different use cases, we could pick apart, you know, this aspect of it or that. But to ignore all that for a minute, just sit in the vehicle and drive it, yes. I think it was a really impressive engineering feat.
3: Very solid vehicle. No squeaks, no rattles, no nothing. Uh, acoustically, kind of cool for your sound system. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's a solid vehicle. We're interested in the technology. What can we buy from GM and use in our military stuff? so the battery system it really intrigues me yeah. i understand it's modular
2: yeah the ultium system is uh is their big play in uh, batteries and there's a lot of technology there and mm-hmm. i understand that uh, there's patents coming out all the time i know there's just a patent that gm got for a fire suppression system within the battery pack itself so it's interesting to see the things they're thinking of as we progress t- more toward uh, uh, ev adoption
3: yeah and the newer technology uh the chemistry
2: in the batteries difference between lithium ion and solid state and there's a bunch of different things
3: happening right now but fire resistance if you will can be engineered as you engineer new battery chemistry that's getting better and better i know we're testing with the army back at the aberdeen test center uh, right now and uh, with our hybrid humvee program we've done for the army they didn't want us to be in a building
2: oh sure because they didn't know what your, yeah. what the batteries could... They
3: put a maximum value on the building we could work in. Okay. And then they found us a building that w- was beneath that maximum value. <laughs> so there's a lot of fear. Yeah, a lot of things you got to work there's out. There's a lot of unknown about this battery management. Bad battery management can cause battery fires. Oh, and there's been all sorts of it's, uh, issues. It's not necessarily long, the chemistry. It's, sure. it's the management of the battery. The cooling, for one... Hot environment, your cooling fails, whatever. it'll
2: well, be interesting to see uh, what happens, but I'm, I'm thankful for GM for bringing that by. And I appreciate the invite over to Bank so that I could uh, get behind the wheel because, uh, uh, well, I haven't done that yet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, thanks for coming up. Appreciate it. Let's go get tacos. Yeah, tacos. We're on.
0: You and Gail wandered into my office, wrangled me, and we went over to La Tolteca, and you got the world's largest wet burrito.
2: Yep, it was a uh, day filled with futuristic trucks and old-school Mexican food. My favorite.
0: The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast.